God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. Bob's having coffee or and or tea and or both. It's coffee. I'm also having coffee. We're in a little coffee break, and now I'm just, I guess I'm just drinking coffee again. Back to calorie counting. I think it's weird that you stopped drinking coffee and didn't realize you'd stopped drinking it. Like, I'm so aware, because that's the only drug that I take is coffee. Right. Unless you want to count sugar. No, we're not going to play that game. Well, but caffeine's a drug. Yeah, we're not going to play that game. Well, caffeine's definitely a drug. Well, everything's a drug. Well, is broccoli a drug? If you eat too much, if you eat so much of it that you die, it is. If it's what you turn to to soothe the great God-shaped hole, then yes. You know, that's how the Jolly Green Giant died. I'm told that's, that. A lot of people think that the Jolly Green Giant is an actual corporal uh, form, but it's actually a giant ghost. And if you walk up to it, you'll go, you'll walk right through it. Right. That's why you never see the Jolly Green Giant holding a can of beans because can't because corporal ghost figure because he, he he ate too much broccoli and died here's the thing when someone tells you someone who drinks coffee which is i'm one of those people okay and they say hey man it's been like two months since i've had a cup of coffee dude then usually that's followed by some sort of story like yeah i've intentionally been cutting back and it's been really hard i didn't drink coffee for two th- or three months or maybe even four or five months not because of anything intentional. It simply did not occur to me to drink it. And that is weird. That is weird. That is weird. That is weird. Because we were getting like Diet Cokes and these like sugar-free ginger ales. And then we also I was getting a lot of bus stock because the bus would come home and I would grab a bunch of waters. So then in the morning time, when I'm like would normally make a cup of coffee, I was just grabbing a Diet Coke. So there we go. That kind of explains it, doesn't it? But it is weird that uh, although I'm a coffee drinker who likes coffee and I have no weird issues with caffeine intake, I just simply didn't think about it for a couple months, which is kind of scary. I look forward to a morning cup of coffee the same way uh, a man on a life in a lifeboat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean looks forward to seeing a ship that rescues them from death. The coffee's going to save you. Well, no. Yes. Actually, yeah. I'm going to change my answer from no. <laughs> Is it too late to change my answer from no to yes? No. I, I mean, I was just trying to follow the analogy. You know? Yes. Yeah. So the cup of coffee is the thing. It's the thing that I look forward to more than anything in the world. Like some folks would be like, oh, you want to see your daughter get married or some bullshit like that. I'm like, I'll take a morning cup of Joe over my babies not nept not what nept neptons what is it when you get married nuptials nups nups i call them nups neptiles yo when you gonna get them nups <clears throat> she's like i'm only seven daddy it's lds seven's old dude i dreamed last night that i was doing a gig in new york and uh i got on the wrong bus for some reason, the bus was going to go to the plane, and I missed it because I was taking an interview because I was I was interviewing to write jokes for TV, 
And I was really excited about maybe like a career pivot, right? Because the music industry is brutal. And I did not get the writing, comedic writing job. And then I missed the bus and all my gear was there. And I was in New York City and the back half of the dream, which who knows how long it was, I was just sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah. And that's how I woke up. What literally one minute before my alarm went off. Now, what does it all mean? What does that mean? Were you crying in the dream and in real life? Or are you just crying in the dream and you woke up and you were dry faced? I woke up dry faced, but I was sobbing in the dream for what felt like a fucking eternity. It was like it right. became a night, a true nightmare because I remember my friend Johnny was like patting my back in the dream. Like he didn't know even know what to say to me. It was like ugly cry shit. Yeah, yeah. Just because it was all going wrong. Yeah, it was all going wrong. If I had just simply not gotten the comedic writing job, but made my plane with my gear, fine. But I didn't get the gig. My wallet was on the bus. My gear was on the bus. I'm in New York City. I had like $95 in my wallet. Right. And it was just all coming down. And I just had to let it go. It's coming down like a hard rain. It's going to fall. Hard rain's going to fall. That's right. Um. Well, that sounds like a sad dream. And... um. I'm glad you. I'm glad you woke up dry faced. My favorite way to wake up is when I'm la- like I've woken up laughing, and that's my favorite way. I've never done that. My wife has done that. So I'll just be laughing so hard in the dream that I'm actually laughing in real life. Oh, that you're probably dreaming about something zany. I said in like 2015. Yeah, that's most probably of the time, what- <laughs> most of the time. You and me are hanging out. You said something zany in 2015, and then I wake up laughing hysterically. 2015 was a good year. I should have applied for the writing job then. You would have probably woke. You would have. You would have woken up laughing because you would have got the job. I've been like, haha, everything's everything's coming coming up for me. Haha, <laughs> got the job. Haha, I'm a comedy writer now. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. I would be the worst comedy writer. I'm not good at that. There's this thing called Master Pancake in Austin where they watch a movie and then and then do jokes about the movie. And I'm sure they like look at the movie first, then they write the jokes, and then they do it. But the idea of having to write jokes that apply to something, like I can't think of anything harder. Like if I just happen to come up with something funny, that's one thing, but like same with songwriting. Like if somebody said, okay, you need to write a song about two biscuits that meet a bee and then fall in love with the bee. And it's called, um, my, my, my sweet cherry bee. And then I'd be like, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. But you write from a song prompt every week. Yeah. But I don't, I, I never look at the song prompt when I'm writing ever, because if you look at the song prompt, then you're like, immediately you're already limiting yourself to the limitless possibilities that exist at every moment what's the prompt the prompt this week is almost dark almost dark i think it's pie butt oh it's pie butt pie butt which is Um, which is in reference to somebody whose butthole turned into a pie no it's so big and soft and untight it's like a giant pie (laughs) by the way my song's gonna be about having sex with a pie butt i like assignment writing i don't think i would do assignment writing like and make a record that i would stand by but i do a lot of that kind of stuff in town where they'll even tell me you know like so-and-so is looking for a song that's kind of like this they'd like to right they'd like for it to hit these marks and then of course during the pandemic i was writing for this company called song finch 
And I got to say, it was pretty demoralizing as a writer, but it did, I mean, it did help us pay some bills, but basically someone would buy the service. They would, they would hear like a, a few samples of what my voice sounded like or what my music sounded like, Ryan Adams-y shit. And then they would say, yeah, I want to buy my wife a Valentine's song. Like, so instead of getting her a gift card to fucking O'Charlie's, and then they would tell me their whole, they would just write a brief synopsis of their story. When they met, where they got engaged, what their hopes and dreams are, what their kids' names are. And they have a few things like, I definitely want this in the song. And then I would have to write a song from scratch that just encapsulates that whole story. That's not really songwriting. That's called rhyming. Basically, what you're doing is you're taking a story and rhyming it. No, we were, you had to write a song out of it. it. It going from three paragraphs on your computer screen to being something you listen to in your car that has a verse and a chorus and a bridge and, and is put together, that's a song. Oh, God. Oh, God. It was kind of demoralizing, though, because people like you and I essentially just want to tell our story. That's what we're doing. I don't even care about telling my story. I just want to do something that's interesting and something because I have like a limited amount of time on the earth before earth. before I get sucked into the maw. Before I get sucked into the maw, I have a uh, limited time on earth. And so I just want to spend that time making something interesting. Why waste precious seconds for a few measly panties i rewatched manhattan woody allen's manhattan by the way holds up real good it's beautiful and funny and awesome and i know that everyone is upset about him and they've decided to now be upset about that movie 45 50 years later but there is an interesting part in the movie so woody allen's character isaac is a tv writer a comedic tv writer and he hates the shit he writes he writes really broad shit for dummies on TV. And he's up in this control room and he's, you know, classic neurotic Woody Allen character. He's like, oh my God, this is awful. I'm ashamed of myself. I can't believe I'm writing this shit. And the people in the control room are like trying to, you know, chill him out because he's like quitting. He's like, I'm going to quit. I have to quit. And they're like, dude, this is good stuff. Listen, this is good stuff. And one of the guys goes, look, this is insightful stuff. And Woody Allen goes, this is worse than not insightful. It's not funny. And I was like, oh, that's so true. He doesn't even care if it's insightful. Like the biggest crime is to not be interesting or funny. No, the biggest crime is to not be funny. The reason that people get canceled is because they're they're saying something controversial, but they're not being funny. If you can say it and make it funny, you can get away with anything. Just like Usher with dancing uh, and beating people. And when I say people, I mean Rihanna. But yeah, I think you're confusing Usher with like Chris Brown or something. I don't think Usher beats people up. Oh. Dude, I am. For the last 25 <laughs> podcasts, I've been fucking talking shit about Usher, but it's Chris Brown that does the beatdowns. Yeah, when you brought that up last week, I was like, oh, does Usher beat people up? And oh, I just sort of let it ride. Shit. But then you just bad, said Rihanna. My you just said Rihanna, and it clicked for me. My apologies to Usher. Well, his libel, <laughs> his defamation lawsuit <laughs> against IOK is oh, no. imminent. Oh, no. We better lawyer up quick. Dude, I was at a party last night, and this dude, and I brought up Woody Allen, and this guy's like, "Oh, fuck him, he's a nunce," and I'm like, "What? What does that mean?" Oh, he's a pedophile. And the guy I was talking to speaks with a British accent because he's from a little place called England. I was like, "Dude, he's not," because if he was, he he would be like Michael Jackson. There would be a trail of youngsters that he had molested, because. Woody Allen is a creature of habit, and he's a dude that does the same thing every day, every week for his entire life. So if he liked molesting six-year-old girls, 
All he would do is make movies about six-year-old girls. Every single movie would have a 16-year-old girl. No, he likes having sex with 17-year-olds. So that's why Manhattan is about a 57-year-old with a 17-year-old, because that's who he likes having sex with. No, no. Yes. That's the only movie where he does that. Every other movie, his love interests are women his age. Manhattan is about a guy whose ex-wife left him for another woman, Meryl Streep, and is writing a tell-all book about how shitty he is. And Mary, who is Diane Keaton's character, who he leaves a 17-year-old for in Manhattan, which is his buddy Yale's mistress, she tells him in the film, she's like, I know why. They're, the whole film, he's neurotic about dating a 17-year-old, and he's kind of being made fun of by everybody. Like Everyone in the movie knows that him dating this chick who turns 18 in one month from the, her character in the movie, that it's weird and gross. Like It's part of the movie. And she goes, I know why you're with the 17-year-old. And he's like, what? She's nice. She's mature for her age. You know, she's smart, blah, blah, blah. And, and, Mary, and Diane Keaton's like, no, the last two women in your life destroyed you. And now you want to be with someone who can't, who's not strong enough to destroy you. Like, you're a coward, basically, is what it is. You know? And Meryl Hemingway's character of a 17-year-old is more emotionally mature and smarter than every adult in the film. That's what was going on with that. Okay. That's why he also, wrote it that way. Uh, also, he was having sex with a 17-year-old at the time. So... Well, that, but I'm just saying that's the only film in which one of those characters does that. Right. But, and it's also, it's also gross. Like when you watch it now, you're like, sure. It, it, it's, 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 I think it was gross then, but not as it wasn't gross. Gr- I not mean, as gross. No one gave a fuck. Well, I, I bet you people weren't crazy about it. And, um, and it's gross now. And you see it and you go, oh, he's a creep. But here's the thing all men are creeps. Some act on it, some don't act on it. And when I say creeps, I'm talking about like lusting after a full-grown woman. And I know you're like, oh, but a 17-year-old is not a full-grown woman. She's not mature. She's not legal or whatever. Yeah, I understand all that. Dumb people, don't tell me that. I'm just saying that is a full-grown woman. It's not like she's getting any taller after 17. And as a man... You can see a 17-year-old, 18-year-old woman and find them sexually appealing. And if you're a thoughtful human being who's not, you know, fucking acting on every impulse, you can go, well, that would be, a, a, you know, that'd be gross to, to act on that. And some people, but some people do act on it because they have that op- opportunity to act on it. And 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 he acted on it. He's, gr- he's gross. He's a creep. But doesn't mean other men aren't creeps. And I know you're like saying, well, there's a difference between acting on it and not acting on it. People that don't act on it aren't creeps. But yeah, they say they, it, it was just like when Jimmy fucking Carter, they were like, hey, do you ever, you know, have you ever cheated on your wife? And he's like, well, I've had lustful thoughts about women because he's being honest. And people fucking got on his shit. And he's like, oh, you don't, well, you don't remember that because you weren't even born when he was around. But yeah, uh, they fucking, they went crazy. They were like, fuck this guy. This guy's a fucking perv. I was like, yeah, all men are pervs. All men have pervy fucking thoughts. We are designed to want to impregnate every possible female who can carry a baby. That's our programming. Also, our programming is to murder any competent, uh, competitive males. Now, we don't go around murdering and raping. That's not what we do. I mean, some people do, but that's not what most intelligent, thoughtful, 
conscientious human beings do. But that programming is there. And to deny it and to say, oh, it doesn't exist. Like my wife's always like, my dad's not like that. I'm like, yeah, he is. He just never talks about it. He never says what's true. He just says what you think is he should say. Which I, I think is fine. Like I'm reading this now. So Jimmy Carter's Lust in the Heart Playboy interview from 1976. Carter admitted in an unsolicited comment to two Playboy freelance writers that he had, quote unquote, looked on a lot of women with lust and had, quote unquote, committed adultery in his heart many times. Sure. As That's all fine. men do. Yeah, yeah. But, but don't say it. Don't say it. If you say it, here's what the equivalent of saying it is. Stepping in the turd. So you stepped in a cow, a cow pie, and then, yeah, now there's doo-doo on your shoe because you stepped in a turd. But here's the thing. Here's the cool thing about Jimmy Carter. He said what was true, and he got a bunch of shit for it from I know, people. but the truth is complicated, dude. I no, don't think the people- truth is not complicated. The truth is the truth. It needs no defense. And if everybody said the truth, then we wouldn't have all this fucking hypocrisy. We wouldn't have people fucking laying- people to wait like it's that fucking jesus quote let the person who fucking is without sin cast the first stone nobody's gonna cast a stone if that's the case but if everybody's lying about their fucking truth then yeah everybody's casting stones well welcome to the world well (laughs) welcome 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 to a world of lies and deceit fuck that yeah no that's i'm not gonna be a part of that I refuse to be a part of the deceit and lies. All I'm going to do is tell the truth. And if some dumb ass motherfucker wants to get up in my shit about it, let him. I don't give a fuck. I'm an artist. I'll do what don't I want. The, I just think the rules change if you're a president of the United States. I think if you're the president of the United States, be a man and speak the truth. I fucking I love Jimmy Carter. I love him. I don't care that he said it. I'm telling you, I understand why people reacted the way they did. I just don't think it's avoidable. I think he, I think maybe if you're, I don't think here's I don't think people, I don't think the world. Here's I don't why think people Car- that way because they're hypocrites and they're dumb. Jimmy Carter doesn't Fuck need to go on TV hypocrites. and be like he doesn't need to go on TV and be like, "Good evening, Americans. I, your president, Jimmy Carter, I'm here to let you know that I masturbated this morning." No, if that's that's not going to work. Now, is it true? Okay. All Do right. I care? Okay. No. First of all, he didn't get on TV and say he masturbated. He was talking, he was doing an interview with Playboy. No, I get it. I'm and just saying, what if he did that? If, if he, if he checked, if he liked to check out women and he's like, yeah, I've looked at women and I've wanted to fuck them. He didn't say he was <laughs> masturbating. He just said, yeah, I'm like every, every human being, every male human being wants to fuck whatever he's interested in fucking men, women, Kids, animals, machinery, plushies. I don't know. Whatever you're into, that's what you're that's what you're thinking about it as a man. That's just the way we're programmed. Tell me, tell me if you've had this experience maybe with Laura or or other women in your life. So me and Isabel were chatting. We went to a wedding this weekend, had a blast. And we were coming back and having a good chat. And we were kind of talking about this about men, you know, like what men's motives, you know. Right. And uh she was like, Yeah, you know, when I was when I was like 20 and I was working in a restaurant, the bartender, like after we closed, who wasn't attractive or anything, she was like, but yeah, he like stayed open and like, you know, gave me a couple of extra drinks. And she was like, I guess I'm realizing now, like he was probably trying to like fuck me or something, you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, he didn't want to be your friend. No. I mean, maybe a little bit, but no, he didn't. It's just, 
He yeah, only, I, I feel, but he only wanted to be your friend so he could fuck you. Which, which I get sounds really cynical and gross, but it's like, I feel like so many of the women in my life are just surprised when it's like, oh, it turns out the guy just wanted to fuck you. I'm like, what did you think was going on, bud? Of course. Do you ever experience this? People not understanding what human nature is? Yes, all the time. Well, like when your wife's like talking to someone and you, you, you got to come in and make sure everything's cool. and Oh, dude. Uh, I can't even tell you. Yeah, she's... Yeah, when we first got together, she was having these text messages with these dudes. And she's like, I'm not interested in that guy. Yeah, that guy's interested in you. You're having an intimate relationship with this motherfucker. That's inappropriate now that we're married. You have to quit doing that. I'm not going to quit doing it. I'm like, you need to quit doing it. It's inappropriate. A friend of mine uh, that lives here in town, one of my oldest friends, longest marriage of all my friends, 20 years or something. They were high school sweetheart, 16. They were together since they were 16. We're in our early 40s now. She's in a group chat with two of these dudes, two dudes that we all know, and we kind of don't trust them, but they're our friends. You know, I don't know if you have those dynamics. Uh, I know a lot of uh, most, most everybody I know, I wouldn't really trust around my wife. Well, so my buddy who like all of us is like, you know, a progressive smart guy and he's not, he doesn't treat his wife like property, but he is starting to feel a little weird about the text messages. Right. So he starts to just be like, Hey, so, you know, and then she goes, um, I'm gonna go down to Birmingham and spend the night with these dudes. We're all we're gonna hang out. What? We're gonna make dinner. We're gonna because they were they were like making dinner and recipes. And I'm gonna go down there. We're gonna make like this recipe, and I'm just gonna go ahead and crash down there. Yeah, and it's my, called a recipe for pie. But well, my buddy's like, hmm, I don't like this, and he's telling us, and we're all going ding ding ding. <laughs> we're like, dude, this is really bad news. Like, this is bad news. I, 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 I don't like. Yeah, of course. Dude, your wife's coming back with pie butt. Well, then he tell, then he says, oh, yeah, and we all went to the beach like as a group. I, I don't ever go on these trips because I'm always on the road. Wait, so she did go on this trip? Oh, yeah. And then she and then he goes, well, <laughs> he goes, it gets worse, dude. He's like, you don't even know about this part. But oh, my God. He was like last summer. We all went to, uh, you know, Vieques together, like 12 of us. And with one of these dudes in the group chat chat, she like fell asleep on the beach with him. Like I, I like woke up and went out there and they were both like asleep on the beach. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of the paranoid guy in the group. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, this, this could not be worse. Well, guess what happened? She left him for that guy. They're together now. And it was a horrible, messy divorce. Of course. And of course, it's like, you know, you don't want to be a caveman, but you got to you gotta keep an eye on things, man. Dude, you walk into a room. Weird. You walk into a room. There's blood all over the room. Yeah. And you go, what that happened? Nice. What happened here? And and your wife's holding a fucking bloody knife, and you're and she's like nothing, and I'm like, huh, dude, uh, that's that is exactly what I'm talking about. Everything is the way it is because that's the way it is. Now you can paint a pretty picture of how you want the world to be and how you wish it was. But the reason that the world is the way it is, is because it is the way it is. And you can, you can go, women can do anything that men can do. They can't. Men can do anything that women can do. They can't. They're separate. They do different things. One, some of them do, men do things better than women. Women do things better than men. Men are more intelligent than men. But men 
have an ability to focus that takes their limited intelligence and makes it seem like they're more intelligent than women, even though they're not. Women have a greater capacity for evil because they're smarter than men. I know all this shit sounds sexist as fuck, but it's the truth. There's a period. Boom. It's on the ground. This is definitely basically a secret weekly episode. Come at me. Come at me with your questions. Where can they email us at? Bob and Clint at gmail.com. That's where that is. Just come at me with some questions, ladies. Don't wait until I'm in front of an audience of people, which is what happened this weekend when I was in Portland. Portland, fix yourself. Seattle, they were fine. Vancouver, fix yourself. Well, what happened in Portland? In Portland, I'm just having a good old time and I'm doing my jokes about like, oh, my wife doesn't do anything, which she doesn't. And it's funny and people laugh because that's funny. You want your wife to do something. She's not doing anything. They laugh. And then I talk about her sitting on the couch and watching crime shows and her being derogating to me. And and this woman just screams out, we're on your wife's side. And I stop and I'm like, hey, bitch, first of all, you're interrupting my show. Nobody came to see you play. They came to see me play. Now, is this woman a huge fan? Has she come to a bunch of shows? Yes. Should I have just been cool about it and just moved on? Probably. But I had a bee in my bonnet. And I was like, look, bitch, you don't know my wife. You don't know our relationship. You're only on her side because she's a woman. That's sexist right. shit right there. Don't come at me with your sexist, dumb shit. Investigate. Figure out what the fucking facts are, then come at me with your shit. Don't say, oh, we're on her side. That doesn't help anybody. And it pisses me off and it fucked the show up for me. And Mm. then I get to Vancouver and I said the word, (laughs) I said the word bitch in a sentence. And this lady shouts out something about misogyny. I think she said, I thought she said, turn down the misogyny. And I was just like, oh, she's saying I'm a misogynist, which got me going crazy because I'm not a misogynist. But I think she might have said down with misogyny, which would have been fine. Also, don't interrupt the show with your shit. (laughs) I'm doing a show. Don't shout out your inner fucking thoughts. Have your own show. Get a fucking guitar. Sell tickets. I'll come to your show and you can say down with misogyny and I'll shout, hey, bitch, suck my dick. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. I'm so fucking pissed. Dude, I'm. I don't know what it is. I probably should go to some AA meetings or something. I just. It's so weird because I've been so sensitive to how ramped up everybody is in the world and i'm like oh i'm ramped up too now i guess so well let's land this plane there's been a little bit of turbulence but we did get to our destination (laughs) and (laughs) it'd be funny if those people i'm sure those (laughs) those ladies are not listening to this podcast anymore they're probably ex bob schneider fans but if they are listening oh that'd be so funny anyways email me come at me with your questions it's Bob and Clint at gmo.com. We've got also, our other podcasts. And by the way, if this was the real episode, God knows what's going to happen in the Secret Weekly, where we are going now and where you can go as well if you want to join us on Patreon, IOK. Uh, it's patreon.com slash IOK. 
trust me when I say this. Get the whatever the URL is it URL? Yeah. Get that URL, punch it into your podcast, and start getting that secret weekly on your phone when you and it'll just pop up every week. I'm telling you, the the secret weekly is really good. Yeah, if you week. join us on if you join us on Patreon, then you get what's called an RSS feed. And then you just you plop it right into your whatever platform you use for listening to podcasts. And then it just shows up. It's exclusive content, but it just shows up on yeah. your phone. Where your where your podcasts are, it'll just start popping up. And it's like this secret, it's the secret weekly. Anyways, it's I don't know why it's it's great. I mean, I, I think this podcast's great. I understand why people love it because it's wonderful. Secret Weekly's even better. Yeah, it's, you're like the you're like a big fan of the Secret Weekly now. I, I love it. Well, the secret, yeah, the Secret Weekly again. This is like a big banana split. What we've got going here, but that Secret Weekly is like literally a fucking caramello bite, which is also delicious. But it's quick. It's like a quick little. Let me do that. Let me do that and get out of here, like Jimmy Carter. Let me hit that. Let me hit that pie button. Get out of here. In my mind, I woke, I'm, hitting the, I'm hitting the pie I woke button in my up mind. On the beach with this motherfucker. Oh yeah, dude. He I told, woke I, up on the beach. I will. In fact, oh. we can keep we can keep talking about the secret weekly because I had kind of fallen a little bit out of contact with these friends, these like old friends of mine, and they all live in Nashville now. So we were because I've been on the road so much, but we were having breakfast once a week at this place in town. And I remember I was sitting there, we're just having a breakfast and he's kind of talking about a little bit of marriage troubles, which, you know, I'm no stranger to I've been divorced and it started to take those turns into that world. Now these guys have been living with this information, right? But I'm like, stop, everybody stop. I was like, they, they're sleeping on the beach and they, they're like past this. Right. And I'm like, we're not moving on from this. What the fuck is going on? It's like that song where the guy's like, his wife catches him fucking the chick and he's like, it wasn't me. What's that like rap kind of? That is exactly it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep on the beach. It, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> I, I dipped my toe into the pie, but it wasn't me. I'm going there for the weekend. We're going to spend the night. It wasn't me. I hanging out in the North Hamptons with Woody Allen. It wasn't me. 